There's no other fighter. That Loma has fight that is like me. Name one. Lomacheco and Dui. The public don't give a damn about Lomacheco. People want to see a killer like my son, Teofimo Lopez. Loma is on his way out. I'm on my way in. Lomacheco over there breathing like five minutes under the freaking water. All that technique that he does with the numbers and all that shit, man. What are you going to do when my son pops your head off? Welcome to another episode of Brandon Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the takeover. Tiafima Lopez, a new superstar, is born. Now, this past Saturday, October 17, 2020, we saw one of boxing's best fights take place in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the bubble in the MGM Grand. One of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the last 10 years, Vasily Lomachenko, took on a young, rising superstar in Tiafima Lopez. Now, heading into this fight, Tiafima Lopez was the underdog and Vasily Lomachenko was the favorite according to betting odds. Coming into this fight, Tiafimo and his dad, his trainer, Tiafimo Lopez Sr., had very high confidence that they would upset the world and the boxing world would be surprised that a new undisputed champion will be formed. Coming into this fight, Lomachenko and his dad, Anatoly Lomachenko, were very confident that they would expose Tiafimo's weaknesses and, you know, um, say that the guy was not ready for the big-time lights. Well, what happened was otherwise. Tiafima Lopez shocked the world, and he got the victory. He got it done in a unanimous decision. Now, Tiafimo's dad has been calling this fight to happen for the past two years since um, they had a little incident in the Stewart Hotel in Manhattan. Now, what happened that night was Tiafimo's dad, after Lomachenko fought Pedraza in New York in December of 2018, uh, Tiafimo's dad went up to Lomachenko in the hotel lobby and, you know, want to congratulate him after his victory over Pedraza, you know. And then Tiafimo Lopez's dad felt some type of way that Lomachenko was walking cocky and, you know, was too uh, full of himself. So Tiafimo's dad said, you know, started cursing at him and told him, hey, fuck you. You know, you're too cocky right now. Wait till my son gets you. And, you know, the two had to be separated by, uh, you know, people that were in the hotel in the lobby. And after that, you know, the drama just kept going on after various fights uh, of Tiafimo Lopez. And uh, they started calling out Lomachenko's name and they wanted to fight badly. And everything that Tiafimo Lopez's dad has said, he's backed it up. You know, saying his son will be a world champion after 15 fights, it happened. You know, he defeated Richard Comey last year, uh, December of 2019, with a huge knockout in the second round in Madison Square Garden on the Crawford uh, Cavalaskis undercard, and I was there ringside, and man, what a performance Tiafimo put on with that big right hand that had Comey stumbling, and you know, the referee stopped it shortly after that. But on to the fight, man. Um, the first couple rounds were a little, um, it was a little, uh, you know, a feeling out uh, period, and you know, tactical advantages were being shown uh, from Tiafimo, and I'm surprised because. It's usually the other way around. Vasily Lomachenko is usually the one that's, you know, early on showing, uh, taking the down, downloading information of the other fighter and, you know, waiting to um, get his opportunity to counterpunch and, you know, take a good lead early on. And Lomachenko just didn't do anything in the first five rounds, I want to say. You know, he literally wasn't throwing any punches. I believe it combined uh, 20-something punches, I heard. Uh, from the first five rounds, which is no good. That's not good enough activity for you to be uh, winning rounds, especially the way Tiafimo was landing on um, body shots early on with his right hand. 
And what impressed me most about Tiafimo early was he wasn't getting too uh, crazy with his shots. You know, he wasn't throwing very wide hooks. He was just throwing nice jab, you know, see what Lomachenko would throw back and then hitting the body when he was going forward, you know, which was nice because Lomachenko has always has his guard high, which means his gloves are always going to be high to his face, you know, to, um, just to defend those um, nice shots. So Tiafimo was nicely uh, doing, was hitting the body early on. Wasn't doing damage, but, you know, those are points being, uh, you know, scored, especially in a championship fight. You're going to want those. So, like I said, the first five rounds were um, very tactical, and I gave um, Tiafimo the edge in those rounds, especially one. Uh, two was a very close round. Um, even though Lomachenko didn't throw a lot, he had a nice combination. Uh, a lot of people had him winning that second round, but I thought Tiafimo still probably won that round. So I give him those first uh Five, uh, first six rounds, actually, I gave Tiafimo, one through six. And then in the later rounds, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, I had uh, Lomachenko winning. He was he was landing some nice shots, and, you know, he was adjusting to Tiafimo's style, and he had to come forward. You know, if you want to win a fight of that magnitude, you're going to have to walk into uh, Tiafimo, uh, especially you being down the car so early. Lomachenko had to throw, you know, and he started connecting and getting the rhythm with his combinations, you know, and he started getting inside. Even uh, started getting a little dirty. Um, you know, hit Tiafimo with a headbutt a couple of times, and the ref warned him about that. And you know, luckily he didn't get too out of hand where he or the ref had to take a point away. But you know, it hurt uh, Tiafimo because he had a cut in his eye and he had to get stitches after the fight. But you know, other than that, you know, Lomachenko started getting hot and landing a lot of punches in the second half of the fight. But he still wasn't throwing a lot of punches because he didn't want to get caught in the fire that Tiafimo had throwing back to him. You know, Tiafimo's a very good counterpuncher. And in this fight, Tiafimo had the size advantage, which is well known around the boxing world. Tiafimo coming into this fight, um, he's a naturally bigger than 135. You know, he walks around 160s, you know, and that's that's huge for that weight class. So, you know, it's hard for him to make 35, but he's... uh. Now that he's with perfecting athletes, his nutrition is different, and Tiafimo made 135 easy for this fight. And he said he felt great um, in training camp and no issues making the weight. And for Lomachenko, this fight, um, you know, a lot of people saw him as the favorite, but he didn't have a lot of advantages. You know, he's younger. I mean, he's older than uh, Tiafimo. What am I saying younger? <laughs> he's older than Tiafimo. He's smaller than him naturally. You know, he fought at 126 when he became a pro. Uh, won a title at 126. One title was at 130, and he won uh, three titles at um, 135, you know. So uh, he accomplished a lot in the sport of boxing going into the fight, and that's why he was ranked, you know, the number one pound for pound on a lot of people's lists um, and considered as one of the best boxers in the world. But Tiafimo didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't look into all of those stats, you know. He's a hungry kid, and, you know, he was ready for the kill, you know, and, He's athletic. He has, you know, those fast twitchy muscles that you like to see in a very, uh, in a boxer. That's, that's, you know, those are very good signs. You know, a lot of people compare Tiafimo to Roy Jones Jr. when he was young, you know, very springy and very athletic, uh, bouncing from one to side, you know, quick twitchy muscles, you know, quick reactions. And those are, that's very explosive. And that, that shows you can, uh, you can make things happen in a big fight. And back to the second half of that fight when um Lomachenko got hot, you know, he won 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 to me. Um, and then the 12th round, uh, which was a very big round, the 11 and 12th to me are the championship rounds, uh, 11 and 12. And 
Tiafima Lopez looked very good in round 12. He landed uh, 50 punches in that round, which is the most ever landed on Lomachenko ever in, as a pro. So, you know, shout out to Tiafimo. He closed the show the way he wanted to and was landing nice uppercuts, nice body shots, even trading shots with Lomachenko. You know, Lomachenko was hitting uh, with his right hand and then Tiafimo would bounce back with a left hook, then a right uppercut. You know, he looked very sharp in the 12th round. A lot of people uh, that I, wa- I was watching it with, uh, they thought um, that Tiafimo was gassing out a little bit in the last couple rounds. Maybe, you know, uh, having a tough time making the 135 since he's a naturally bigger fighter. Um, but that wasn't the case. And even Tiafimo's dad uh, told him, you know, take it easy in the 12th. We got it. we got this fight locked up. But after the fight, Tiafimo in an interview said, nah, I want to go for the kill, man. Fuck that. I'm not going to leave it in the judge's hands. And he won a fight in the 12th round. You know, he took it right at Lomachenko. And he wanted those belts. And in my scorecard, I had it 115-113 for Tiafimo. Um... But the scorecards didn't uh they didn't look that close, which was um very surprising to me, and a lot of people were very surprised at those scorecards. Julie Letterman had the scorecard at 119-109, which was atrocious to me, you know. Bad judging in boxing should not be accounted. I mean, these these judges have to be accounted for that. And, you know, there's no place for bad judging, especially when a guy puts on a great performance like Tia Fimo. They had the winner, the right winner, you know. But I thought the scorecards were pretty wide. There was only one judge that had the same as me, 115 on 113. And, um, you know, that Julie Letterman 119-109 was one of the worst scorecards I've seen in a while. Um, Reminds me of the Adelaide Bird, uh, Canelo Triple G first scorecard where she had Canelo winning winning wide, and which was a joke. You know, it was a close fight. And bad judging is just, it hurts fighters, man. Imagine you putting in all that work in training camp and... Just for a judge to tell you that, you know, you didn't do as good as everyone else thought you did, you know. It's like a waste of time, basically, you know. Even if Lomachenko would have won the final round, uh, probably would have pulled out a draw on my scorecard. But he still would have lost, and he would have lost the split decision with the other two judges, um, excuse me, giving um, Tiafimo a big uh, wide, um, wide margin on the scorecards. Now, after the fight, Tiafimo was very happy, you know. He accomplished a lifelong dream of becoming undisputed champion at lightweight. And we haven't seen undisputed light, uh, lightweight champion ever. So Tiafimo was the first ever at 135 pounds to accomplish this um, accomplishment, becoming the first ever undisputed uh, lightweight champion. And, you know, the names in this division, uh, it's kind of hard to see that. You know, with uh, Pernell Whitaker gracing this division in the 90s, um, you know, Roberto Duran, Aaron Pryor, you know, a lot of big names. Shane Mosley in the early 2000s. Um, I'm surprised this is the first time, you know, it's been done in the history of the lightweight division. A lot of people say uh, Tiafimo really isn't the light, uh, lightweight undisputed champion because Devin Haney has a WBC belt. But in my opinion, Tiafimo is the undisputed because Lomachenko won the WC belt when he fought, um, I believe it was Luke Campbell, when it was vacant. And then after that fight, uh, WBC, you know, they, they dropped uh, Lomachenko to franchise or regular uh, champion. And then Devin Haney was uh, stated as the champion of the WBC for some weird reason. I don't know what went wrong there. It might have been, um, you know, favoring a fighter or, you know, negotiations on the WBC side. But th- that has to stop. You know, there's way too many belts in boxing right now. And that's a big issue in the WBC. You know, they shouldn't have two titles in one division. You know, it should be only one world champion, which is why I like the IBF. Uh, the WBO does a good job. And... 
you know, those two sanctioning bodies, you know, they try to keep it at with one world title, but, you know, they always have regional titles and all that, but, you know, they only have one world champion that is not- uh, notable and seen. So, you know, I'd like to see less um, less uh, titles, you know, it should be f- just four sanctioning bodies and four uh, major titles in those divisions, in those weight classes. You know, after the fight, Tiafimo Lopez was very happy. His dad was so happy. He was like, I told everyone. He told the media, you know, hey, I told you guys that we, we had a monster and we were going to expose Lomachenko. And Tiafimo Lopez, the son, he said he wanted to bring back the best, fighting the best in his division, just like how the 80s and 90s were, where boxing was at its best. And, you know, the top fighters were fighting each other, uh, regardless of losing that, that O in the loss column, you know. And I, I want to see that, you know, I love all the fans in boxing would love to see the best fighters in each division fighting each other, no matter what, you know, if a fighter loses a fight, hey, it's not the end of the world. I mean, come on now, you know, being undefeated is a great is a great feat. But, you know, if you lose a fight to a great fighter and it was a great fight, it was it's worth it. You know, the fans, us at the end of the day, we all win because we got a great performance. And I thought Lomachenko, um respectfully, you know, even with the loss, he showed great uh, gratitude and he showed great effort that night. And even with the loss, you know, he still wants to fight the best. And, you know, he deservingly so, man, he's done a lot for the sport. And, you know, with so many little fights in his pro career, you know, he's accomplished a lot more than uh, some fighters with way more fights in their career. So shout out to Lomachenko, even with that loss in the Tiafimo fight, he fought a solid fight. Now, the ratings for this fight were out of the charts, man. You know, boxing, it's a good step forward for the sport of boxing. The peak audience of 2.898 million was just a peak, you know, at the, the top of the top, you know, how many people were watching. So, in the grand total was 4.2 million viewers, including the streams on the ESPN Plus app. So, in total, 4.2 uh, million people were watching, which is a great sign because, you know, this card uh, was done nicely by top-ranked promotions. Um, they started off with, you know, four under undercards uh, before 10 p.m. And then they opened up the 10 p.m. with one of the best young prospects in the sport. And my guy, Edgar Berlanga, the chosen one, who has 15 fights, 15 wins coming by way of knockout in the first round. And this dude's a monster, man. I mean, he hasn't seen the second round yet, which can hurt him. But, you know, he's putting on shows and, you know. He's going to be a big superstar in the sport if he keeps this up. And, you know, as soon as the level of opposition goes up, you know, better competition, I think Edgar Berlanga is going to, he'll be fine. You know, he works hard. The kid's always in the gym. He just wants to be great, man. And he's representing Brooklyn and he's representing Puerto Rico también. And he's putting on uh, great shows and ESPN loves to have him. And we're going to see more of Edgar Berlanga. Uh, per sources, he might be fighting in December 12th, Burchell Valdez card. So that's probably the next time we'll see Edgar, the chosen one, Berlanga, 15-0, 15 first-round knockouts. And, you know, he made a statement on Saturday night opening up the Tiafima Lopez and Lomachenko uh, card. The next fight, which was the co-main event, included Alex Salcedo, who was a former uh, champ, taking on Arnold Barbosa Jr., which was a great action fight, man. I knew it going into this fight um, that Barbosa and Salcedo was going to be a great action fight. Um, I actually picked Barbosa to win the fight, and he got it done. Um, wasn't very um, he didn't dominate the fight because Salcedo, man, Salcedo could take a punch, and he was you know Salcedo can punch as well. He has uh, more knockouts than Barbosa, and he looked sharp too. But you know it was a close fight, and Barbosa got the edge. And I'm glad this was the co-main event because a lot of people were tuned in right before the main event. 
and they saw a great action fight. You know, remind me of the old Eric Morales Barrera days. Not to that level, but you know, the style of um, two guys going at it right in the middle of the ring, exchanging shots and uh, knockdowns. It was just a great fight, and Barbosa edged it, and he's one step closer to uh, getting a title shot at the loaded 140-pound division, which is the junior welterweights. You know, he wants to fight uh, probably the winner of uh, Jose Ramirez and um, Josh Taylor, which would be a great fight. And, you know, the 140-pound division is loaded as well. You got Jose Zapata, who, you know, hey, he's been he's been in a lot of good fights, you know, recently in the fight of the year candidate with Ivan Baranchik, he won. Um you also got Jose Pedraza in that weight division, 140. Um, Jose Vargas, who looked good on this card as well, in the undercard of um, Lomachenko Lopez from the Bronx. Uh, Jose Vargas looks sharp, and he's on his way in the 140 division. You know, this 140-pound division looks good. And Barbosa just took a step closer to that world title shot. Um, I would like to see him, uh, Barbosa, take on Jose Zapata next. Or Jose Pedraza would be a good fight, you know, just to stay active. Before the um Ramirez and Taylor fight happens, that would be a very good one hundred forty um pound fight. Now, the main event lived up to the expectations, man. But after the fight, you know, um, going into this week on Monday, there was a uh, breaking news, and Lomachenko went to this fight with a shoulder injury, man. And I don't know if he's using it as excuse, but he had to get surgery on his shoulder. You know, um, won't be back to training until January. And um, ESPN broke this um, report on Monday. And, you know, as a fighter, he didn't want to say anything. And, you know, his pride took over and he wanted to go into the fight. You know, you don't want to cancel a fight, especially, you know, with a lot of people that were going to be tuned in. And this fight was already, you know, having trouble being negotiated on being made, you know, period. And Lomachenko just wanted this fight really badly, no matter what injuries or, you know, whatever bullshit was going on. He wanted this fight to be made. He didn't want it to be canceled. So... You know, but he had a shoulder injury going into the fight, which is the fact. And he had to get surgery after the fight. Um, I don't know if it would have changed the result. I mean, Tiafimo, man, he fought really sharp. Maybe that was the reason why uh, Lomachenko wasn't throwing punches in the early rounds. But, hey, he was throwing them in the last half of the fight. So I can't really blame that shoulder, man. You know, it's just tough to, you know, I don't want to see Lomachenko go out using excuses on this fight. Because he's such a, you know, a great all-time champion. Uh, one of the all-time greats. And... You don't want to see him going out on his shield like this, you know, getting that bad, um, using an excuse, you know, and the shoulder surgery. I mean, he did have it, but, you know, I don't know if it would have affected the fight as much as people think because he was thrown in the last half of the fight, you know. He just had to, he had a bigger man that night. He had a better fighter in front of him in Tiafimo, and, man, um, Tiafimo impressed the hell out of me. I didn't think he his, um, his boxing style would um, look that good. You know, he cut off angles very well on Lomachenko. I will say, every time Lomachenko try to um, you know, use his angles that he's known for, step him to the right real quick, step him to the left, uh, Tiafimo will cut it right off. Boom, right there with a right uppercut or a right hook to the body, straight right, you know, his jab. His footwork, Tiafimo's footwork was very good this fight, which impressed me because he's known for being flat-footed at times. But his footwork was very fine and, you know, very, very impressive. Now, Tiafimo Lopez, to me, man, this is what um, boxing needed him to win. I, I will say this because, you know, we've been lacking the American star since Floyd Mayweather has left. And, you know, Tiafimo Lopez might be that guy, you know. He might be that, you know, new money generator in America. And with this 135-pound division being loaded as it is, man, let me just name some people that, you know, Tiafimo could possibly fight here in this division or if he moves up and they move up as well. 
You know, he could possibly fight Devin Haney, uh, you know, who's a Floyd Mayweather protege as well. He could fight Javante Tank Davis, you know, who's fighting Leo Santa Cruz in, um, in the next week, which is a good fight to look at. That would be a great fight with Lopez and Javante. That would sell well, I think. And another name, Ryan Garcia, man. That's another great ticket-selling fight, you know, and a big money generator, I think. You know, this 135-pound division is loaded, man. And, you know, Tiafimo, if he decides to move up, which I've been hearing, and, you know, he's, him and his dad have been saying a lot to the media. And, you know, prior to this fight, they had trouble making 135 at times. Um, if they move up to 140, man, that just makes the 140-pound more, more uh, harder and more deeper. You know, um, Tiafimo really said he wants the winner of Ramirez and Taylor. Just going right into the fire. He wants to be undisputed in uh, two straight divisions. <laughs> you know, I've never seen anything like this. You know, this kid is, he's hungry and he wants to be the best. And, you know, boxing needs it, man, because with these ratings, um, they're coming back. And boxing looks like um, the mainstream media is taking attention again. And, you know, I even saw the New York Times reporting on it, the New York Post, uh, USA Today, TMZ. You know, big major... Uh, Media outlets reporting on the Tiafima Lopez victory, which is a very good sign. You know, you want to see more of this in boxing. And we can't let, you know, promoters and networks get in the way of these big fights being made. So after this fight, I would love to see Tiafima Lopez and Devin Haney get it on. If Devin Haney keeps saying, you know, he's the WBC champion at 135, then fight Tiafima, who has all the other belts, right? You know, to see if you really are the WBC champion. And Tiafima and Devin Haney had an infamous uh, sparring session and... You know, there are various, various, um, you know, sides of the story, which uh, guy looked more impressive, who won that sparring, did Tiafimo hurt him, did uh, Devin Haney outbox him, um, I don't know who's telling the truth, I wasn't there, uh, neither was anybody else, you know, that would um, not be in that gym at that time, no, the only people that would know are the trainers, Tiafimo and uh, Bill Haney, Devin Haney's dad, they're the only ones that could really tell us what really happened. And, you know, they're always going to give the side of the story to their kid, you know, be a little more biased. Um, but I would love to see that fight, man. A clash of styles. You know, Devin Haney's a long-rangey, uh, orthodox fighter with a great jab, snapping jab. Uh, I think Devin Haney's got the best jab at 135. Him or Felix Verdejo, they have the best jabs at 135. Um, and Tiafimo with his power and explosiveness, good body work, you know, uh, quick... Uh, Quick, uh, quick right hands to the body. You know he looks sharp, and I think he'll. He'll. I got him favor. I favor him over Devin Haney right now, especially with that Lomachenko win. You know, man, he impressed the hell out of me. Um, but now, like I said, you know, a new superstar is born in the sport of boxing with this victory in Tiafimo Lopez, and you know, hey, we're gonna need it. And you know, as soon as this coronavirus stuff ends, hopefully it ends soon. Um, Possibly we'll be seeing Tiafimo Lopez headlining on a lot of cards here in New York, Madison Square Garden. Um, that's been the rumor, uh, which I've seen top rank and a couple of media writers talking about, you know, him headlining with an Edgar Berlanga co-main event, you know, maybe even in June on the Puerto Rican Day Parade, something like that, you know, uh, maybe even, you know, on the winter, you know, two times a year, uh, Tiafimo Lopez will sell well here in Madison Square Garden. And, you know, he'll be a big ticket seller and, Hey, the sky's the limit for this kid, man. And him and his dad are hungry, and they called it out. And the takeover is here, and the takeover uh, might be here for a while. So, you know, enjoy it. And, hey, I'm out, man.